bringing you the latest research, tools, and common sense tips you need to get and stay healthy. It's Talk Healthy Today. Here's Lisa Davis. Recently, I had the wonderful Drew Manning on the program. He's often on my shows. And we uh, I had him on a Foodie Friday, and we were talking about what I like to call the keto experience. And I'm not going keto, but I definitely tend to try to make some of my meals that way, which is, you know, a very high, high fat, very healthy fat, I should say. And so what I love to make is I get a bunch of kale and I saute it in garlic oil. I always use avohas. I love their, I love their avocado oil. And then uh, I think I said garlic oil. It's avocado garlic, I should say. And then uh, I get, I mean, like just a lot of kale. And then I'll saute up some eggs and then I'll eat an entire avocado. And I'm telling you, I'm full for the day. It's fantastic. Now, even without the, you know, avocado and the kale, just having some eggs is a wonderful thing. But of course, I love to have the greens and extra fat. Eggs are awesome. And here to talk about Epic Eggs, her book is Jennifer Sartell. Again, Epic Eggs, a poultry enthusiast, complete and essential guide to the most perfect food. Hi, Jennifer. Hi there. It's great to have you. Do you like to mix your eggs with uh, avocado or kale or salsa or I, beans or anything like that? I do. Avocado is one of my favorite foods. So definitely pairing avocado with eggs is a favorite. Yeah, it is so good. You know, when I first got the book, the first it popped into my head, and this might be from the 70s or 80s, that commercial, The Incredible Edible Egg. Yep. Yes, I know I'm I dating myself. But I, oh, do you? Okay, good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> You know, I love in the preface, I love how you write, uh, you write about your rooster and you say, I'm still in bed and haven't made my way down to open the door. A sleepy smile spreads across my face as I picture him all business, strutting and strapping, taking very seriously his job of alerting the world that a new day has come as if he were the one personally drawing up the daylight. And you talk about your experience raising your own poultry and and what it's like. And I just, I, I could really visualize, you know, him just strutting around. So I thought that was pretty cool. Let's talk about this. When did you first wanted like raise chickens and have eggs and all that good stuff. So I started raising chickens when I was 13 years old and it happened sort of just on accident. Um, my family has always really enjoyed feeding birds, the wild birds. And so my dad and I went up to the local co-op to get a bag of bird feed and they had chickens for sale. And so I begged and pleaded with my dad um, and he gave in. And so home we came with six uh, broiler hens, which I had no idea how to take care of chickens. Um, had no idea that these chickens were meant for meat, not even for laying eggs, just fell in love. And it's kind of been, you know, history since then learned a lot over the years and, um, yeah, have, have come a long way since those first six broilers. (laughs) (laughs) That is so awesome. You know, there's been so much with, you know, eggs are good, eggs are bad, eggs are good, eggs are bad. I mean, it's so frustrating. Whereas, you know, I, I, I'm very much into eggs, as I mentioned, and I do think that cholesterol has gotten a bad rap. And, you know, we talked right. about, I talked about on Beauty Friday about it's white sugar and white flour and things like that, that are raising your triglycerides. And, and it's, you know, we got to get these important fats and proteins into our diet. And so you talk about uh, farm-raised eggs, and I tend to get the farm-raised eggs. And I have to say that bright orange in the yolk uh, the, or the color is so beautiful. And it's so mm-hmm. different from just the commercial eggs. Let's talk about this. Or, or maybe you don't call commercial what do you call them that aren't farm-raised um, eggs so the i mean the the healthiest eggs that you can eat are pasture-raised um in fact mother news did yes. a, a a study on the nutritional content and pasture eggs pasture-raised eggs are much more nutritional than um store-bought eggs 
um, or conventional eggs, I guess you would call it. Um, and it's due yeah. to um, the diet. It, it's kind of the same thing as, you know, like beef gets sort of a bad rap. And it's really what you feed the animals, you know, that you eat or the, pro- you know, the, the eggs that they lay is really what makes a healthy egg or, you know, any, any food healthy. And I feel that when you raise chickens, um, you know, you have control over that. You get to decide what, what they eat and, and, you know, in a chain reaction, you get to eat, you know, choose what you eat. But the, um, the, the, the bright orange color to the yolk is actually caused from a, um, a carotenoid. And it's not necessarily the orange color that makes it healthy, but a lot of healthy foods like kales and greens and, um, you know, nutritious foods give off that carotenoid, and that's what makes the orange uh, yolk. So that's kind of why you associate that bright mm-hmm. orange color with the, the healthier aspect. So what do you feed these chickens? Because, you know, I'm really big into grass-fed meat, but right. what do chickens eat? Like, what's a better feed or grain, or is it grass, that's going to help them with these pests? It's obviously grass, right? I mean, it's pasture-raised, right. but are there other things? Are there insects? I mean, what's going on? Yep. Chickens are omnivores. So, I I mean, I believe that the, the closest that you can get to a chicken's natural diet is going to be the healthiest for the chicken and the healthiest for, you know, you. And so... um we, we free range our chicken. Actually, our chickens are not free range at the moment because um, I'm doing a breeding program right now. So they're, they're locked up to keep the lines clean. But usually um, our chickens are, are free range or pasture raised. Pasture raised is even a, a better way to describe it. And so they're let out in the morning and get to, they get to wander our 14 acres and they, you know, they eat up bugs and they eat weeds and they eat worms and they get sunshine and, um, you know, chickens know what's good for them. So they'll pick that out if they have the choice. And then we do supplement um, with a commercial feed just in case they're not getting, you know, everything that they need from nature. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that the more that you can get a chicken's natural, you know, back, back to its natural lifestyle, the healthier the chicken will be and the healthier the eggs will be. Now, are they eating grass as well? out in the pastures they do i mean they're not they're not like a um you know like a cow that would make it you know its sure. whole diet up on pat on grass but um yeah they'll they'll pick at grass they love weeds they love they love insects i mean if they can choose anything you know bugs are the best yeah. and they're the highest in protein so that's good but yeah chickens do eat grass yep now, what I love about this book, too, is, I mean, people can read this book and then say, okay, I'm going to get some chickens and I'm going to know what to do. Yeah. I mean, isn't that the, yeah, and that's great. Yeah, chickens oh, yeah. Are, are a really easy animal to take care of. Um, they, you know, they, they need clean living quarters, uh, food, you know, a nesting box, clean water. And it, you, it's surprising how little you have to put into chickens to get out, you know, eggs and it's it's a really amazing experience to take care of an animal and have it give you something back and you know a usable food that is amazing well let's talk about that i mean i have no idea like how often do they lay eggs what you know what's the cycle like tell us all that so with chickens you have to be a little bit patient unless you can get um an already laying hen um if you get chicks which usually is how it goes you know people go or they either um order from a hatchery or get them from a breeder or they get them from like a feed store like I did um and they will they won't lay for their first like 8 months to a year um cuz they're growing and you know they don't start laying until they're about 8 months to a year old so you got to kind of have to invest into that time period and then um they'll lay steadily for for 3 years during the spring and summer months and then um 
they start to molt in the fall and they'll wane off their egg cycle pretty much through fall and winter. Um, but yeah, you'll, you know, eggs are a seasonal commodity. They, chickens lay most of their eggs in the spring and the summer, and then they wane off in the fall and the winter. But there are some things you can do to get them to lay through the winter. Um, uh, birds are real sensitive to the amount of daylight hours. And so as the days get shorter, that's actually what triggers the chick, uh, the chickens to stop laying. So if you, um, you put in artificial light sources, they'll lay through the winter. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You know, speaking of cool, there were so many little things I learned. This is really interesting. Earlobes and egg color. If you want to know what color egg a chicken lays, then take a look at her earlobe. It's not 100% accurate, but it covers the majority of chicken breeds and will give you a good guess if you have nothing else to go by. And you say if the earlobe right. is red, you're more likely to have a brown layer. If the earlobe is white, more like a white layer. Uh, and, and then there's no difference, though, in health or anything. I mean, it's just there's just different colored eggs because of what I just read. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, the, the egg color, so all chickens, um, you know, before the, before the egg is laid, all eggs are inherently either white or blue. And oh, if you, um, as, as the egg travels down uh, the chicken system, the, the color brown is, is deposited on towards the end of the laying cycle. And so if you have a white egg, that layer is clear and it comes out white. If you have a brown egg, the white egg gets coated in a brown layer. Now, if you have a blue egg, that just gets laid as a blue egg. But if the blue color is, is um, dis- distributed with the brown, it comes out green. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you oh, breed different chickens together, um, you can actually, to a certain extent, mix up those colors like paint. Like if you, if you mix a, a green-laying chicken with a brown-laying chicken, you get an olive color, which would be the same thing if you were mixing paint. So it's really, really interesting. Oh, that is. Now, how much land would you say someone would need to have chickens? And, and what's a good number of chickens to have if you're just starting out? I guess it depends on your space. Right. Yeah, it does. And, um, yeah. There's a lot of just uh, really nice, you know, put together coops um, that are great for like three chickens. I would say three chickens is a, is a great number to start with if you have a small backyard. I mean, some, you know, you, you don't need a ton of space for a small number of chickens, um, but they do like to be kept in a social um situation so I, w- I would say you know don't keep a chicken just by itself um but yeah i mean yeah, you don't have to be lonely right right there's there's small coops on the market or you can make your own um i mean that take up less room than you know you would have like a dog house and a kennel and then what do you what do you do in the winter i mean unless you have like a barn or an indoor garage i mean you have to keep them inside right i mean i mean if you're in like a you know a really cold place like new england or something right we we live in michigan um so we get some, oh, some okay. pretty cool Old weather. Yep. Um, chickens are really hardy. You don't, you don't have to heat the coops. In fact, it's kind of discouraged because um, it can, it can um, create condensation in the coops and they can actually cause like lung problems. So, I mean, they're fine that they molt in the fall and then they grow back all new plumage um, before winter comes. So their, their feathers are at their best to insulate them through the winter. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you have to heat the water so that they, you know, their water doesn't freeze, but really just um, shelter from the wind. You know, you want, you want to have like a, an enclosed building with ventilation, uh, something like a doghouse, you know, but they'll, they'll walk in the snow, they'll go outside and peck at the snow. And, um, yeah, you don't have to worry too much about, about them being cold. Oh, Oh, that's good to know. All right. Now this is foodie Friday. So we're going to talk about chapter six using eggs and you've got eggs and cooking eggs as a binder, a barrier, pan fried eggs. What are what's your favorite way to make eggs? 
My favorite way to to have eggs is eggs Benedict. It's my absolute favorite breakfast. <laughs> and oh, it's like all right. So how do you make yours? I make mine. Um, I poach my egg uh, with um, you know a slotted spoon and some simmering water and kind of swish it over the top until the the eggs put down the top and the bottom. And then um, I dry it off on a piece of like stale bread so that it's not all soggy. And then I um, I make my emulsion um, of the hollandaise sauce. It's actually Ina Garten's recipe. And it's um it's oh. done in the blender, and you put the the lemon juice and the egg yolks in the blender, and it just it all cooks or it um it all emulsifies and pours it over the top. I like eggs Benedict because it's like eggs with eggs. You have eggs with egg sauce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're really into eggs. Do you ever get right. tired of eggs? <laughs> Are you ever like I just cannot see another egg? No, I would be surprised. Or do you ever like you know what? I'm just not gonna eat them for a few days. I mean, how does Me <laughs> do you ever get tired of them? <laughs> Yeah, we go through spells. Yeah, it's kind of like, um, you know, people are like, oh, you know, you should you should light up your coops in the wintertime. It's like, no, nah, we're good. We'll, we'll take a break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I mean, things we, to make. <laughs> yeah, we get so many eggs. I mean, yeah, they're baskets full. So we give them to family. And wow. yeah, you know, now, do you sell them? Because sometimes I'll see, you know, driving around and we might be in a more rural area and it'll say like, you know, pasture eggs for sale or fresh eggs here or something. And do you ever do that? Like put a sign outside and people can come and buy eggs if you have like a, you know, an abundance? We the, yeah, we have in the past. Um, we have a really young flock this year. Um, I'm actually kind of in the middle of kind of revamping the breeds that we have. So we're not they're not, they're just actually starting to lay. Um, so we're not getting the abundance that we've, we've had in, in years past, but, um, yeah, next year we'll be getting around 35 eggs a day, or 35 eggs a day in the, in the spring. So. Oh, wow. That is a lot of eggs. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just, you get so many, but it, I don't, I don't necessarily just raise them for the eggs. I just enjoy raising chickens. I enjoy the different breeds and um, I, I really love breeding chickens kind of like a, a hobby or a collection. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, I want to talk about that. Let's talk a little bit more uh, eggs as food. And then I want to talk a little bit about the breeds. I like sure. this. You have the flip egg cheat. Your mother-in-law is coming for brunch and you haven't mastered your egg flip. Cook the egg sunny side up with a lid over the pan. The egg will cook on the bottom and steam over on the top. I never knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah so what are some I, other I egg mean, sheets or things like that? What's that? Oh, I see. What are some other, other little secrets being the egg connoisseur that you are? So um, one of the big things is when people start raising um, chickens for themselves, they'll realize that making yeah. hard-boiled eggs is is one of the big stinkers when it comes to, to backyard chickens. And the reason is, is actually mm. old eggs make better hard-boiled eggs than fresh eggs because the egg is, like, fresh and plump in its shell. So when you cook it, when you hard-boil it, it smashes against the shell. And when you try to peel it, the, mm. the, the, egg, the shell takes off half of your egg with it. So um, there's like little tricks when you do hard boiled eggs to um, you can get like a, a bowl of ice water and you want to drop that temperature as fast as you possibly can so that the egg um, can crack. But we actually, we save kind of like older eggs. We sort of put them up onto the side to, to, to cook as um, hard boiled eggs just because they're a little bit easier to peel. But um, you can actually, there's a, there's a funny thing that um, you can cook hard boiled eggs in your dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, stop the presses. What? <laughs> Tell us all about this. 
So if you if you take because we wash our eggs before we eat them because they've been in the chicken coop, and so if you put your sure. eggs in the dishwasher, the heat from the dishwasher will actually cook your eggs and they'll clean them at the same time. I mean, I wouldn't recommend it, but it is it is a possibility. I've tried it and it works. <laughs> really? Okay. So what so, what what is this like the regular cycle on the dishwasher or an hour cycle or you know because they have the different choices? Yeah, it's. I mean, I think it's just like the normal cycle. Yeah, whatever like your normal setting is for your dishwasher, that that's the one. <laughs> uh, that is hysterical. So that just to get this straight, so there's something about pasture raised eggs which make them not the best for hard boiling, or they're okay as long as you get them in that ice cold water afterwards. Just so unclear. They're, they're fine. Um, they're yeah, as long as you get them the temperature down as fast as possible with like ice cold water, running cold water over the eggs, you know, while you're peeling them. Um, but yeah, fresh eggs are, are hard to peel. More with Lisa Davis and Talk Healthy Today coming up. Do you have longstanding allergy and or asthma problems? Do you want to breathe easier and reduce your allergy and asthma symptoms? Tired of breathing aids that just don't work? Then let me introduce you to Molecule Air Purifiers. Molecule introduces a breakthrough science that is finally capable of destroying air pollutants at a molecular level. What does that mean? Molecule erases the full spectrum of indoor air pollutants, including those 1,000 times smaller than what a HEPA filter can catch. So you can breathe easier and experience the life-changing effects of clean air. In fact, one customer even said that she was able to breathe through her nose for the first time in 15 years. Molecule has already helped allergy and asthma sufferers around the country better cope with their conditions and significantly reduce their symptoms. So get Molecule and breathe easy. Order now and use code TALKHEALTHY for $75 off your first order. Visit Molecule.com and use code TALKHEALTHY to save $75. That's Molecule.com, M-O-L-E-K-U-L-E.com. Now back to Lisa Davis and Talk Healthy Today. All right. So talking hard boiled eggs, uh, this is embarrassing. I don't know if I've ever really hard boiled an egg. It always seems like somebody has been there to do, <laughs> to do it. Or my, my daughter will say, I want a hard boiled egg. And I'll be like, hon, could you make her one? He goes, what the hell? You don't know how to make a hard boiled egg. I'm like, I can make you a fried egg. I can make fried egg over easy. I can make you scrambled egg. Um, I'm always nervous. I'm going to overcook it or undercook it. So for people like me, which probably aren't that many, most people know how to boil an egg. What is the exact temperature time? Do you turn it down? Do you let it boil? Give it, give us a whole scoop. So how, how I make a hard boiled egg. And I mean, it's pretty consistent every time. Um, I put, put the eggs in the cold water on the pan and bring it up to a boil. And when it starts boiling, set your timer for eight minutes. And when eight minutes is done, they're done. And it's, it's, it's consistent every time. That's it. See, I I thought it was fifteen. That's good to know. See, I'm probably overcooking. Yeah. It. Well, not that I have. <laughs> but... A little bit rubbery. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So that's the trick. And you know, it's funny. When I was a kid, I loved the white part of the hard boiled eggs, but I've never been a fan of yolks until I got the pasture raised eggs, and now yep. I like them much better. Right? Yep. I was always like, oh. Although I'm still not a fan of hard-boiled eggs in general. I mean, even with the pasture but they are better. But like now if I make um, a fried egg or a scrambled egg or something, although I always like my eggs over hard, I'm, I don't like the runny yolk. I know a lot of people okay. do, yeah. but it's just not for me. And there's no safety issue because I always thought like, can't you get 
food poisoning? Or I guess not. I mean, a lot of people eat runny eggs. Yeah, I mean, it's. I feel like it's harder to get salmonella than than they make it out to. I mean, yes, you always have like a slight risk. But like you said, like how many people are eating runny eggs every single day and nobody's getting sick? You know, it's kind of that sort of a thing. But yeah, talking about going back to what you're talking about. When I was a kid, I hated eggs. I thought they were gross. It was just like uh, this rubbery, like it didn't it didn't have any flavor. It just tasted like whatever you put on it. And it's yep. kind of the same thing, like, since we started raising our own chickens, like, I love eggs now. I love, I feel like the yolks taste like a buttery sauce, and, yeah, I, mm. I just, it's such a difference. And like, occasionally, you know, we'll go out to, to breakfast at, you know, somewhere, and we'll get eggs or whatever, and it's just like, oh, gosh, not, not like home. <laughs> no, not at all. I don't like going out to breakfast for any kind of eggs, because I always yeah. feel like if I can get the pasture-raised eggs... They taste so much better, and I can add all the fun stuff to it, you know? Sure. What's your favorite omelet? What Do you have one that you like to make? I like, um, I like, I'm not a huge omelet fan. If I had a choice between omelets and scrambled eggs, I would take scrambled eggs, because I, I feel like, I feel like omelets always taste overcooked to me, but I yeah. do like, um, like spinach and feta, like that sort of flavor. I do like that with eggs, like the, um, kind of, I guess it would be more of like a Mediterranean type flavor, like tomatoes, feta, and, um. I do like that. And what's the trick to cooking your scrambled eggs so they're moist and not rubbery? So um, I think if you add a dash of, of cream, that's always going to help. And use butter to cook. Because I, I, I mean, really, you know, you can't go wrong with butter. Um, yeah. But you um, actually coconut oil. Coconut oil makes surprisingly delicious eggs. Like you, um, they, they cook really good in coconut oil, too. But um, the, the trick to cooking um, moist scrambled eggs is to finish them off the heat. So when they're, when they're just starting to kind of like, you know, gel up a bit, take the pan off the heat and continue to cook them off the heat. And you won't overcook them. They won't turn into to rubber. Oh, okay. That's a good trick. Yeah, my father-in-law, he makes amazing scrambled eggs. And his thing is low heat and then just he just keeps stirring them the entire time. Yep. And they come out amazing. Yeah, don't walk away. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, really, really, really good. Now, we only have a few minutes left, but let's talk a little bit about breeds. I didn't even realize there were that many different types of chicken breeds. I don't know if other yeah. people realize this. I'm just in the dark over here, but <laughs> tell us a little bit about it. Um, Yeah, there are, I mean, so for as long as chickens have been domesticated, which, I mean, there's, there's evidence of that from, um, I think it's like 7,000 B.C. or whatever in India and China. I mean, people have been breeding chickens to serve certain purposes. So, you know, all around the country, people kind of had the same idea. So you're, you have all these different individuals over the years um, making chickens that would, you know, lay a specific type of egg or lay a lot of eggs or be more hardy in the winter or, you know, have a certain color type. Because, I mean, people have been collecting, you know, it's kind of a joke among chicken keepers, but people collect breeds of chickens. Um, but they've been doing this for hundreds and hundreds of years. So all of these different breeds have um have surfaced you know over the year but we're we're kind of we're kind of losing some of those breeds because chicken keeping has taken like a break people for the past Mm -hmm. hundred years kind of stopped keeping chickens and some of these breeds are being lost so um that's one of the things uh with the the american livestock um, conservancy is trying to get people to start raising some of these older breeds um to bring them back to life before they're lost completely Oh, that sounds, I mean, that's really good. That's something that's very important to do. You know, Jennifer, again, I want to tell people the book is Epic Eggs, the Poultry's 
excuse me, the poultry enthusiast complete and essential guide to the most perfect food. I love on the back, uh, back your pulp. Backyard, I can't, I can't talk for suddenly, which is not good for a host. <laughs> Backyard poultry is often described as pets with benefits. That is so funny. I meant to bring that up right away. I love that. <laughs> oh, that is so good. All right, Jennifer, this has been super fun and informative. Tell us all the ways we can learn more about you and uh, your wonderful book, Epic Eggs. Um, my website is www.ironoakfarm.blogspot.com, and the book can be found in um, bookstores nationwide, but also on Amazon. Just uh, just search for Epic Eggs. Oh, that's great. Well, keep up all the great work, and uh, I think I might have eggs for lunch. I know I, I ate all the kale, but I do have some. <laughs> I do. I did buy a lot of avocados. <laughs> they were on sale. I want to thank everyone for listening to Talk Healthy today. I love foodie Friday. Uh, Jennifer, you were going to say something about avocados or eggs or something. I thought I heard you saying something. Oh, no, just just that they're good together. They're good apart. They're good together. You can't go wrong. <laughs> no, as long as I have my salt, I love either Himalayan sea salt or Celtic salt. I My husband the other day was so funny. He's like, oh, my God, how much salt are you putting on? And I'm like, yeah, I know. I, I am a bit of a saltaholic. Although I don't usually eat many foods out of packages. So, right. I mean, right. The egg is in the shell. That's a healthy package. That's right. <laughs> anyway, right? All right, Jennifer. Right. This has been super fun. <laughs> I want to thank everyone for listening to me. Talk Healthy today. Oh, it's been great, Jennifer. And keep up all the great work with the eggs. And remember, folks, if you can't get pasture-raised eggs, they really do taste better. They're better for you, better for the chicken. You can find me at HealthMediaGal1 on Twitter. Also, at Talk Healthy, the number two day on Twitter and Snapchat and Talk Healthy Today podcast on Facebook. Thank you so much for listening and stay well.